grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you today. Well, good morning and a very warm welcome to your national online Church of England service today. Today is kind of ordinary time with the second Sunday before Lent. There is no great saints in the calendar. And yet we have readings that speak of the extraordinary, readings that speak of God's action in creation, of God's creation of all that there is, of the beauty of nature and what we have around us, and God's action in reconciling all things to himself. This doesn't sound that ordinary to me. We're here filming today in the gardens of Lambeth Palace, right in the middle of London. And these gardens come and encapsulate really modern life. You can hear the bell of the palace ringing behind me. You can hear the birds in the trees and you can hear ambulances on the road behind, helicopters ahead. It captures perfectly the way in which we can see God's creation and the way in which human beings have interpreted it for good and sometimes not quite so good. So let us pray today as we worship together. Faithful one, whose word is life, come with saving power to free our praise, inspire our prayer, and shape our lives for the kingdom of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. With God, nothing will be impossible. For he is our God. And the God of salvation is making all things new. Amen. Helpless hangs upon the tree. 
it is hard to speak of creation and the beauty of nature without immediately thinking about the devastating impact of human activity on God's world and on those who share this world with us, whose lives are blighted by drought, sea level rises and poor harvests. And as we come to God, let's hold the brokenness of the world and of the ways in which we interact with the world and one another before God in confession. Human sin disfigures the whole creation, which groans with eager longing for God's redemption. We confess our sins in penitence and faith. Lord, our maker and our redeemer, this is your world and we are your people. Come among us and save us. We have willfully misused your gifts of creation. Lord, be merciful, forgive us our sin. We have seen the ill treatment of others and have not gone to their aid. Lord, be merciful, forgive us our sin. We have condoned evil and dishonesty and failed to strive for justice. Lord, be merciful, forgive us our sin. We have heard the good news of Christ, but have failed to share it with others. Lord, be merciful, forgive us our sin. We have not loved you with our whole heart, nor our neighbors as ourselves. Lord, be merciful, forgive us our sin. So may the God of love bring us back to himself, forgive us our sins, and assure us of his eternal love in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. from Paul's letters to the Colossians, chapter 1. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. All things have been created through him 
and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of the cross. I've always thought there was something quite extraordinary about this passage in Colossians. Reading it so soon after Christmas, it reminds us of the sheer enormity and incomprehensibility of the incarnation. It ties together the whole of heaven and the whole of earth, the whole of humanity and the whole of creation. It tells us of a God so huge, so powerful, so much beyond us, that God created all things in heaven and earth, things visible and invisible. Let's just stop for a moment here. All things visible and invisible in heaven on earth, all the dimensions of the universe that you and I cannot see or understand or don't even know about, the stuff that physicists don't understand or haven't discovered yet, or which is beyond human comprehension. The stuff we know is there, but we can't understand or possess or even fully explain, like love and joy and laughter, all things. And yet, this God isn't remote in his grandeur, but intimately involved with Earth, taking on himself what it means to be us. When things go wrong on Earth, it would be so much easier for such a great God to come in from the outside and zap us into shape, just make justice happen, impose compliance on the right from the outside, bypassing our thoughts and our wills and our communities. But instead, God chooses to bear the cost of being human and part of a broken world himself. In him, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Isn't that amazing? The fullness of God held in Jesus, in this little baby, in a child growing into a man. The fullness of God, not just a little bit of God, like God's big toe or a spark of what God is all about. No, the fullness, the whole of God, as a small, fragile baby, as a man in the midst of the political colonial storms of the Roman Empire. God came and the whole of God's power was held in a vulnerable body and abused on a cross. As fragile beauties we possess as pilgrim gifts from God and walk the slow and dangerous way his wounded feet have trod. Though faith by tragedy is rocked and love with pain is scored, we sing the pilgrim song of hope, your kingdom come, O Lord. Attune and longing 
mental image you get when someone says the word God. Lots of people have different reactions, some better than others. It's easy to turn the word God into an image of what we would like God to be, or a projection of our fears. But that is not the Christian God. If we want to see the God of Scripture, then this passage tells us, don't look up to heaven to a formless theoretical God, look at Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God. If we want to know God and understand who God is and how God works, we look at Jesus, just Jesus. Which is where it can get a little sticky. It's easier in some ways to make God into the image of what we want than to follow Christ. People didn't find Jesus easy. Some followed, some didn't. Some could see God in Jesus, others saw danger and challenge and discomfort. Even the disciples often struggled. And we often do too, because the story of God reconciling all things to himself, all that is broken and maimed and wrong and hurting and sinful, that story goes through the cross. And the cross is not what you imagine a powerful God doing. The cross is uncomfortable. It reminds us that there is no resurrection without the painful work of engaging with the world on the world's terms first. The cross doesn't allow us to think that sorting out the world is an easy task, that bringing about justice and healing, the healing of humanity and of creation, will ever be an easy task. It doesn't allow us to think that God will just come in from the outside and just make it all better. Which is probably why many people find it easier to speak about God than to talk about Jesus. Speaking of Jesus is to come face to face with the fact that our wishes and preconceptions and expectations of God may not be quite right. That Prayer is about entering into the pain of the world rather than escaping from it. That God may not be one who will just do things for us, but ask us to do things with him. This God is much nearer to us, much more demanding, much more inspiring. 
and that's a good thing to bear in mind in ordinary days of our life as we're joining with God's work of reconciling all things. Let us pray. God of all creation, we thank you for the beauty we see all around us, for the planet you have given us as our home, for the people you have given us as companions. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of reconciliation, we pray for broken relationships between people and creation, between people and their neighbors, between nations and neighboring nations. May you transform places of hurt and conflict, and may we have the courage to walk the path of reconciliation too. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of peace, we pray for those living in fear today of bombs and guns and violence and climate change, and we place the lives of all your precious children into your hands. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Oh Lord, listen to my prayer. My prayers I call to you. Almighty God, you have created the heavens and the earth and made us in your image. Teach us to discern your hand in all your works and your likeness in all your children. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit reigns supreme over all things, now and forever. Amen. And as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done 
on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Let all creation dance in energy sublime as order turns with chance unfolding space and time for nature's art in glory grows and newly shows God's mind and heart. God's breath each force unfurls, igniting from a spark, expanding starry swirls with whirlpools dense and dark. The moon and sun seem mindless things, each orbit sings, your will be cloud and storms, and life's abundant growth in lovely shapes and forms, is made for praise, a fragile whole, and from its soul heaven's music plays. Lift heart and soul and voice in Christ all praises meet, and nature shall rejoice as all is made complete. In hope be strong, all life be friend, and kindly tend creation.